Welcome to Don't Hold Back Podcast with your host, Ichiko Batmonk, founder of Don't Hold Back and a professional life and mindset coach. She's sharing transformational coaching journeys. We have thoughts, feelings, and emotions, but we are not our thoughts, feelings, or emotions. Are you curious about exploring and experiencing how you can unleash your full potential and passion? It all starts with you, and you are meant to live the life you desire. The purpose of this podcast is to introduce you to a coaching journey and what is available for you. Hope you get inspired and take action accordingly. Welcome to Don't Hold Back podcast. I'm so excited to interview one of my amazing fitness coach, Maggie Tang. Welcome to Don't Hold Back podcast, Maggie. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you because I love your story and I'm so excited to share with all of my audience. Absolutely. So my story, just just a little bit about me, I am a fitness and life coach and a podcaster, and I specialize in the four areas of fitness, so the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And how I got here was actually from my own personal journey. So when I was 16, that was pretty much the turning point of my life because I lost my mom at 16 to breast cancer. And actually two years before that, when I was 14, my dad was put in jail. So after I lost my mom at 16, all of a sudden I had to step into this adult role in my life and take care of everyone and even myself just become my own parent. And I also had a little brother who was five years younger than me. So he was 11 at the time and I had to figure out how to take care of him as well. So after I lost my mom, I came down with an eating disorder because I felt like all of a sudden I had lost all control in my life and I was trying to hold on to some sense of control. And I used food and exercise as that way of control. And I thought that, well, if I can change my body, I can feel a sense of certainty. And I think that's what I was craving. So I came down with a couple eating disorders. I was eating like 800 calories a day for a period of time, which is very unhealthy for your body. And at one point I realized that this is not good for my health. So I started working out of that and created this healthy and balanced lifestyle for myself. But when I got to that point, I realized that just having this body that I want isn't going to make me happy. There is so much more to life than just how you look. So I realized, you know, I was still still dealing with depression, anxiety, and grief from losing my mom because I never had a chance to process that. So then I started working on these other areas of myself. So like mental health, emotional health, and went to therapy a lot for grief and loss. And finally came to this place of feeling really good about my mental, emotional, and physical health. And I realized that there is still something missing. And it was that spiritual component that was missing. Because without the spiritual component, It didn't feel like I had a purpose to to be here. And that spiritual component really made me connect with my soul and what I'm really here to do for the world instead of, you know, just going throughout my day, going to the gym and 
and, you know, making my food and reading, like those are all things that we can do, but there is a why behind all of that Mm -hmm. and a reason for us for being here. So when the spiritual component was put in place, that's when my life started becoming really fulfilling. So that's how I created the four areas of fitness that now I focus on. I love that. Wow. What a journey. Wow. So it's <laughs> like you're, you know, you look like a very young girl, you know, and you have realized a lot of things in early 20s, the mid 20s, I don't know, like, and you're figuring that out like one by one, right? The first, like, maybe if you can figure out controlling your emotional eating and you can control your life, you can be fulfilled and happy, but no. Like you Mm -hmm. have to heal your past, right? And grief and loss, which you didn't. And even after that, still there's something's missing in your life, which is your spiritual side of that, right? So you want to, you want to find it. So tell me what is now like your passion? What's your like the spiritual side? Like, what do you want in your life? What makes you fulfilled? Yeah, that's a great question. And I get this question a lot. People are like, how do you find your purpose when especially when I I think I'm pretty young I'm 20 right now and oh seriously yeah, yeah. I mean <laughs> I don't I wouldn't guess like I would say early 20s but like that the fact that you figure a lot of things it makes me feel like maybe you're it's just like mid 20s <laughs> <laughs> yeah people so I have heard uh so so when I ask people like how old they think I am I've heard anywhere from 21 to 29. So apparently people think that I'm like 29, <laughs> but anyway, you're not getting offended by it. And it's just, I feel like your mature side of that, you know, I'm not getting offended. Thank okay. you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think I found my purpose and my mission at such a young age because I was able to heal from a lot of my past and dive into myself because I think everyone is here for for a reason and a lot of people just don't realize that because they follow what they think they're supposed to do. Maybe their parents are telling them they're supposed to do something, society is saying they're supposed to do something and I listened to that for a long time, right? Like I went to college because I thought I was supposed to go there, but 2 years in I dropped out of college because I didn't think it was for me and it was a scary soul right there (laughs) I don't think that's something I wanted to do I gotta get out of here (laughs) I love that your boldness thank you thank you and I mean that's a scary thing to do because it was going against the norm and people were asking me like are you sure this is the right decision like what if this doesn't work out but it's about listening to your inner voice. I think everyone has that intuition, that inner voice, that gut feeling, but people don't listen to that because they have this loud mental chatter. And what drives me now, I mean, I don't know where I'm going, honestly. I don't know where I'm going to be in one year, five years, 10 years. Like, I have no idea. But what really drives me is listening to my intuition and letting that guide me instead of you know following what I think I'm supposed to do I'm letting my intuition say this is what I feel like doing it doesn't matter what other people are doing it doesn't matter what other people are telling me what matters is what I feel like I'm supposed to do and in this moment what I feel like I'm supposed to do is help other people with 
there are four areas of fitness and I do that through coaching and podcasting but maybe that'll change in the future and I don't know we'll just have to see yeah yeah it's like more like a trusting the process right I yeah love that. yeah so it sounds just like like you know you mentioned about the people right like don't really they always listen to what other what other people th- they're thinking so it's almost like they forgot to listen to their voice right so and you know we also we did talk about this on your podcast too like you asked me about this like I had this like mom's expectation where like I have to have a career like prestigious career like I think like it's kind of like the Asian thing especially mm-hmm. um so now you're laughing at it so <laughs> <laughs> so I mean it's a fact but for me it was the same thing like I was so scared to even choose to listen to myself you know like that early 20s like, I got so scared because like I had this like my mom is always like give me a pressure it's just it's almost like I can't even listen to myself because the pressure is just too much for me mm-hmm. right I think that's when I get blocked myself and for you it's like you intuitively listen to yourself and you know there's a lot of noises you know there's so many things going on outside of you but you always like go back to connect to yourself and listen to yourself and trust yourself that's amazing and how do you do that thank you and it takes practice for sure because at the beginning I didn't know the difference between my intuition versus just my mind talking and and you know a lot of the times what we think is our intuition is actually our mind. <laughs> and I'll I'll give you an example. So I think the clearest time that I've been able to identify it was when I decided to drop out of college. So before that, I mean, I had no idea the difference between my intuition and and my ego or my mind. But I remember wanting to drop out of college I just had this feeling that like I needed to drop out. But then on the other hand, there was this voice that was saying, don't drop out. Like, what if this doesn't work out? Like, what are other people going to say? So at that point, I realized that my ego or my mind, the one that's saying these fear-based stories, it feels very constricting. It feels very small. Like you feel like, oh, what if this doesn't work out? It's that fear-based belief and that's your mind and that's your ego talking. Your Mm -hmm. intuition is saying, you know, drop out because this feels good to you and this is the right path for you. And your intuition doesn't have that fear. Your intuition is saying, you don't have to listen to all of all of these other people and you can do whatever it is that you feel like doing. And it's my ego that was saying, well, this might be the wrong choice. Like you're, you're going to fail and all that stuff. So the ego tends to have these negative beliefs and your intuition is more quiet. Mm-hmm. So you have to really listen to that and, and really try to distinguish that between your mind and, and your intuition. But your intuition feels expansive. It doesn't feel like it's small and constricting. Mm-hmm. So that's how you can tell the difference. Mm-hmm. absolutely I love that description so really when you listen to yourself it's just like expanding or like it's like shrinking right so you just have to that's how you can identify whether it's a how you know that you're making a right choice for yourself is that what I'm getting yeah and you can even feel these things in your body right like I mean I can feel it when I when I really pay attention to my body it's like if 
my mind is talking, I can feel this weird feeling in my stomach is that fear-based story like, oh, I'm so scared and my digestion actually starts going off. Like my body is to like my own emotions and my own thoughts. So when something fear-based is running in my head, when I eat something, I actually cannot digest it fully and I start getting like acid reflux I start getting bloated and that's how I know because when your digestion is you know not running smoothly that means you're in that fight or flight that stress mode and that's that fear-based belief that you're telling yourself so that's another way that you can tell is through how your body reacts I love that. Thank you. So now I want to go back a little bit about the future side of it. Cause like, you know, you dropped out the school and you want to take this like entrepreneurial journey. You want to be a coach. You want to help others. That's so amazing. And you, you mentioned about, you don't know about the future. I don't think anyone knows about any future. Like mm-hmm. the only moment we have is right now, but I think I know people like to plan things out, right? Like, okay. Like in five years, I'm going to finish my school in 10 years. I'm going to get in have an amazing job, getting married and all that. Usually the plan doesn't always work. We all know that. Right. <laughs> Sadly. But it's it's nice to have a plan, absolutely. But if you are, I think like if you're coming from the place of like scared mindset, I think that's things that kind of doesn't work out, right? Mm-hmm. But you mentioned about it's just, you know, you don't know about the future, but you literally just trust the process and you know it's going to go well. And what do you really like? Where do you see yourself in five years? That's a good question. And I'm glad you brought this up because one of the things that I used to struggle with was having a very precise plan and trying to follow that plan. So I would like back back when I, I was in school, I had this plan of, oh, I'm going to finish school and this is what I'm going to do and this is how I'm going to get there. But I was so rigid with my plan and I even planned every single day, like my day, my schedule will be planned down to the very last minute with no room for flexibility and whenever things didn't go according to my plan I would be very upset so I used to have this struggle of following my plan like to the very you know last minute and it created this life full of stress like that (laughs) because whenever things didn't go my way, I would start getting upset and I would try to, you know, even like rush against time to try to meet the very next thing on my calendar. But I realized that when I plan everything to that degree, mm-hmm. when, when it's very rigid, I actually don't get to enjoy anything because I'm just constantly thinking of, oh, this thing is supposed to end in 15 minutes. So then I'm going to move on to the next thing and then the next thing and the next thing. So I actually don't enjoy what I'm doing. And I'm constantly thinking about what's next and how I'm going to finish this in time so that I can meet that very next activity. And with my five-year plan too, I was thinking, well, like this has to go this way. I'm going to finish school and then move move here and then get a job here. But I realized that Every time my plan didn't go, you know, according to what I wanted, I would be very upset. So it was something that I had to start letting go of a little bit because like you said, it's it's okay to plan. But if you're planning to like that degree, your life is very stressful and you have a lot of anxiety. Mm -hmm. But I mean, now where I see myself in five years, 
I, I truly have no clue. And I, I think I'm going to be podcasting still. Hopefully I'm going to be, you know, a speaker. Like I, I know the direction that I want to go in, but I'm also okay with my plan changing. So if it doesn't happen, I'm fine. If it happens, then cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely you know i thank you for being honest and you're so young and you're still like exploring your journey to like where you want to be and you know now your passion is to doing like helping people and doing podcasting that's your passion in this moment and you love what you do i think that's very important another thing is like I even have heard this too, like, it's so lonely to be on the top. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> People get there because they don't, they haven't really enjoyed the process. And then they are up there and alone. And at times, and then even in the journey, I don't think the person really enjoyed that. It just get up there and then it's just a lonely world, right? Another thing I was going to say was, um, you know, uh, you talk about the stress, you get about upset so I really think you know the the life is is all about you really enjoying the process of that because otherwise if you get upset all the time if you get stressed out all of the time then you know the life is really like running by and you know you <laughs> it's like sad journey it mm-hmm. almost and when you look back it's almost like you're always being stressed out you're always being upset it's just I'm sorry, you know, you, it almost feel like you never enjoyed your life. And Mm -hmm. you have so sad story about yourself and, you know, because you never enjoyed the the journey. Mm -hmm. Right. And it sounds like for me, like what I'm hearing you say is like, you figured that out. And that's not the journey I want to take on. Like, I don't want to be upset all of the time. And I don't want to be stressed out all of the time. And I want to be proud of myself. I'm going to be like feeling amazing all of the time. And yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, like it's like when when you want things to go a certain way so badly when you're so stressed out all the time, you enjoy nothing because you like all you're focusing on is the stress, is the anxiety and your anger and how things are not going the way that you want to go, but you you don't enjoy this present moment. And I think people live in the future a lot. They're like, "Well, I want to just get to this amount of success. I just want to get to that very next thing. And that's the thing that's going to make me happy. But if you have that mentality of always trying to get the very next thing, there's always going to be more. Like, let's just say, you know, you want to earn a certain amount of money. Once you get there, you're going to say, oh, I need more now because there's always going to be the next level. There's always going to be someone out there who's earning more than you. So it's about being okay in this present moment and enjoying this journey of actually getting there or else you're still going to be unhappy when you get there. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I hope everyone is literally listening to this. This is so amazing, like pro tip. I love this. So share with us like now, who do you help? I know like you're more like a fitness coach, but also do you do help with like life coaches. So who are your target audience yeah so I help women with the four areas of fitness so the physical mental emotional and spiritual and that's for them to attract their dream relationship so I primarily work with women who are maybe struggling a little bit in their relationships because I've been there I've been the one to chase after Um. guys and (laughs) dating apps and 
it was exhausting trying to chase after a relationship. And I also see a lot of women not being able to walk away from toxic situations. And I've been there too. I, my last relationship, which was like three years, it was toxic for the very last year. And I wasn't able to leave because I didn't think I deserved more. So coming out of that relationship, I realized that that's something that a lot of women struggle with. Like we think that we don't deserve better or if we leave, there's going to be no one else out there and we're going to be forever alone and single. But that's not the truth. So these are the people that I help, the women who are struggling a bit in their relationships. So tell us like, what is the truth then? Yeah, so how I go about dating and how I teach my clients go about it is instead of chasing after people and thinking that a relationship is going to make you happy, you have to focus on yourself and attract it because that's how the law of attraction works. If you, let's say you want somebody who is physically fit and he's very muscular, if you're not that person already, it's hard to attract someone like that into your life. So whatever you want in a potential partner, you have to embody that. You can't just sit here and write a list and, and, you know, daydream about this guy that you want to be with while you are sitting on a couch and not doing anything. And it doesn't work like that. So what I help women do is instead of chasing, attract the relationship. You don't have to do, you know, the dating apps. You don't have to go out and try to force things to work out. You understand that if you work on these things, these four areas of fitness in in yourself, in your own life, you're going to attract somebody who matches up to your worth. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're saying everything really starts with you, right? And if you want to be loved, be the love first. And if you want, you know, whatever you want, you, you got to be embody for yourself first so there's no other way like if you're trying to chase somebody off you're always being chasing someone you know so it's like kind of very sad right so i think like i totally agree with you like you first the one thing like i like to say is you have to like love yourself you know and love and respect yourself it doesn't matter like how it's the, the body type or whatever that is is really doesn't really matter. You're gonna check where you're gonna check, but you have to love yourself enough first. And then, you know, whatever you want is actually there for you or waiting for you. We're just not, we haven't seen it. Absolutely. Love is the thing that will attract the yeah. love of your life. Because if you don't love yourself, you're gonna attract somebody who also doesn't love themselves and who also doesn't love you because you don't have that love for yourself already. And if you, you know, yeah, like, like the other thing is like people get into relationships and, and they don't love themselves. You can't love somebody else if you don't love yourself already, because you're going to constantly have that mentality of how can this other person love me? How can I get something out of this? That's what a lot of people do. Like they don't love themselves already and they get into relationships and they're like, oh, I just want this other person to love me. I just want this other person to validate me and make me happy. But you can't love someone if you're waiting for someone else to love you. Like that's not real love if it comes with this type of expectations. That's like an exchange. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like I think like a lot of women, like we hope that like someone can complete us or <laughs> um it's very kind of like now like I will tell you I will be very honest like I used to be like that too like 
like if if somebody is in my life and it, it makes me feel like I'm complete and whole, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of us kind of still like feel that way. Like if I'm in a relationship, I'm like whole and complete. I would be loved enough and all of that. Um, actually, like you get your you are already like whole and complete, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the thing. Like uh, it's again, I probably it goes back to this worthy issue. We just don't feel like worthy enough to be even love ourselves, right? And and we are hoping like if somebody validated us, we feel like love, we feel like complete. Yeah, yeah. and I yeah. love what you do. This is so amazing, and we need you. Thank you. Yeah. What else do you help? Yeah. So, I mean, mostly the relationship stuff. And the other thing that I really focus on is the spiritual aspect of life. So, raising your consciousness because, I mean, spirituality has made such a big difference in in my own life. And diving into that spiritual journey has made me see the world in a complete different way because I used to think that everything was so limited. Like when you don't have that abundance mindset, when you don't have a wider view of the world, you think that it's so limited and what you see in the world, like you think that's all that there is. And you're very rigid about holding your perspective. You're like, my view is right. You are wrong. Everybody else is wrong. Who doesn't agree with me? Like that's the kind of mentality that a lot of people have. And I used to have as well. But once you expand your consciousness, once you start seeing things from different perspectives, you realize that there can be so many different versions of truths. Like I can be right. You can be right. We can disagree, but we can both be right because We came from different backgrounds. We have different stories. We know different things. So my version of truth is what holds true for me. And your version of truth is what holds true for you. And I'm able to respect people even if they disagree with me. So I think spirituality and expanding your consciousness, expanding your awareness of these things has made a huge difference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that so if you don't mind asking like what was your also like the limiting belief that you had yeah I had a lot and also you know it was that one moment when I realized that I was the only one who was limiting myself this whole time not anyone else because you know for for a long time I was blaming other people I was like well if he didn't do that my life would be so good if my dad didn't do that my life would be so good and I was blaming so many other people how for how my life happened but it wasn't until I sat and realized you know all of these things that are happening to me they're actually happening for me and I can learn something from every single thing. And I realized that I was the only one who was in control of my own life. And I thought, you know, the the universe was trying to punish me and I thought other people were trying to torture me, but it all came down to me. It always comes back to me and what I am willing to take out of the situation what I'm willing to tolerate from other people. Because, you know, for example, I can say in my last relationship, what 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 I was telling myself was like, oh, he was so toxic, like he should have done this and he shouldn't have done that. And I told myself that for a long time until I realized that he only had those behaviors because I allowed it. I 
someone who tolerated those behaviors because I didn't think I was worthy of more. I didn't want to leave the relationship. I didn't love myself enough to walk away. So I was the only one who created that situation to begin with because if I hadn't tolerated it, it would have never happened. Wow, that is so huge, girl. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I there aren't many women that have realized that. Like, I remember myself, for me, the, my like uh, reaction would be like, I don't want to be there. And like, I don't allow people to get into my life unless I feel worthy enough to be there. And otherwise I wouldn't. But, I, you know, I will say this, like early 20s, I did allow, like I had, I was in this victim story, like victim mentality, like it's life is happening to me. Like, why am I in this relationship? You know, and, and mm-hmm. I don't know even have to get out of there. But at the same time, like I'm already in there and I'm literally allowing this dude to allow mm-hmm. me to, you know, uh, suffer. I hated it at the same time. But I mean, uh, like I like you said, like I was allowing him to be in my world. And yeah, it was painful. Yeah, so painful. And it's like, I think we blame other people. And, all, and I was blank 100%. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I blamed him for, you know, like, not getting me gift for anniversary. Like, I was blaming him for so many things. Obviously, you know, he had his role. But it's, you know, understanding that we can't control other people. And we can't control what they're doing. We can only control our reactions and what we are willing to respond to. So, it always takes two people. And I, I think what people don't realize is that they always think that, oh, the other person did something wrong. I did nothing wrong. But it always takes two people. One person cannot create this chaos. Mm-hmm. So it really like boils down to like what I'm hearing you say is like taking responsibility for your own life. Yeah, I think what a lot of people need to do is take radical responsibility for their own lives. And it's hard because you like you want to blame everything on on how unfair life is or like what the other people did or if I just had better genetics I'd have a better body like I've done all of those things but it's like you can't change these circumstances and you don't have control over what life is ha- or or what life is giving you or what other people are doing to you all you have control over is yourself. So you can either sit and play the victim and blame everyone, or you can take responsibility for how you react to the situation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow. So yeah, I am 100% agree with you. And I know that the fact that again, we really can't control this world control, we can't control anyone else, but uh, ourselves, the only responsibility we can have only control we can have is ourselves, right? So like, I always like to think about this question, you and I would like to ask you as well, like, how can you really like leverage your control? Yeah. So, I mean, I had a huge control issue, right? Right. Like I had my eating disorder because I was controlling food and exercise and trying to control my body weights. And then I started controlling things in my business. And then I started controlling my day-to-day plan, my future. I like, these are all ways that I was controlling different things. And I also controlled people like in my relationship, I was like, "Well, well, he should do this and all that. So I controlled a lot of things and a lot of the work for me has been letting go of that control and understanding that 
I don't have control over all of these things. I don't have control over what happens tomorrow or even what happens in the very next moment. I just don't know. And I have to be okay with that. And it's understanding that we don't actually have as much control as we think, because I I think as human beings, we're like, oh, we have control over so many things, but actually we don't. And a lot of this work is realizing that you have to trust the process and trust that in the very next moment, I mean, like this is trust right here. Like, I don't know, like I can literally drop dead in the very next moment, but I have to trust that life has more for me and that I'm here for, for more and I'm here for another reason. And that's trusting that life wants me here. And that's trusting that it's, going to be okay so it's having that level of trust and not trying to control every single thing but it also creates so much freedom for you because when you let go of all that control now you have nothing to be upset about because when things don't go your way or when people don't behave the way that you want them to you're not upset and also like it sounded like to me it's like having this white attitude right it's like you if you don't have the right attitude in life and like, you know, like you Mm -hmm. said, like you're going to be always upset. You're going to be always stressed out. Mm -hmm. So if you knowing that there's the life is always going to be great and it's just kind of like having the right mindset and just really a trusting a process. So yeah, there's always more. And I do believe in this abundance mindset. And really what I also believe is like the abundance is, is really waiting for you you know, whatever you are want is really waiting for you. It just, like you said, once you let go of the things that you're trying to control and like everything is just there, we just haven't seen it yet. Absolutely. I think life is so abundant. The universe is so abundant and people have this like scarcity mindset. They think, oh, this is all that there is. And if I let go of this one guy, there's going to be no one else out there. That's having a scarcity mindset because, you know, there's like 8 billion people on this planet and you think there's only one person that you think you're supposed to be with. And that's having a scarcity mindset. And it's when we let go of that scarcity mindset and we shift into that abundance mindset, we think, oh, there is so much out there. There are so many people out there. There's so much money out there. It, it, it's there for everyone. Like there, there is no limit to what you can do is when we have that mindset, that's when life gets really good. Yeah. You're such a this amazing, like, I love your brain. You know, it's just so beautiful. You. you must read a lot of books and you get into this personal development. Like how long have you been in this personal development journey? I would say four years since my mom passed away. That was when I started like my fitness stuff because, you know, I was getting down that eating disorder. So I really started with my fitness. And then after that, I really got into like the mental, emotional and spiritual side. But yeah, I would say like three, four years. Good job. So I'm curious if you have anything to anything to offer to our audience. Do you have like a complimentary session, anything like that, where people can talk to you about your service, your coaching? Yeah. So the coaching program that I have is called Magnetic Attractor. And that is where we work on your mental, emotional, and spiritual health so that you can attract your dream relationship. So you don't have to chase and you don't have to do social media stalking because that's exhausting. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we 
we use law of attraction and manifestation to manifest and attract your dream relationship. And you can get on like a 15 minute consultation call with me to see if you are a good fit. Love that. Okay. So my last question is what legacy do you want to leave this world? Wow. That's a loaded question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I asked the question for everyone. Who... <laughs> I was not expecting that, <laughs> uh, but I love it. The legacy that I want to leave in this world, I want to impact at least one person a day. And that is my goal because one person a day adds up to a lot at the mm-hmm. end. And at the end of the day, you know, you know, I don't want my life to be about me. And I really don't. I don't want my life to just be about, oh, I created this dream life. I hoarded all the money in the economy and I became a billionaire and I (laughs) bought all the houses and cars. Like, I don't want this to be about how I can benefit. And the legacy that I want to leave is what what did I contribute to the world? Like, it doesn't matter what I did or, you know, what kind of success I created because that success after I die, it's it's gone. Like, it's not long lasting. And I think what's really long lasting is the impact that I'm able to create and the people that I've been able to help. So yeah, the legacy I want to leave is trying to help at least one person a day so that it adds up to a lot by the end. Well, thank you, Maggie. It's been really fun and learning about you. So where people can find you? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram at MaggieDong underscore and my podcast called Mind Muscle Enlightenment, which I had you on the show as well. And the listeners will have to go check out that episode too. Absolutely. Okay, well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me.